Welcome to the Run Strong podcast, episode number 118. Tom Walker, hello. Hello. I think I just mimicked. That's, exa- that's exactly how you do your introductions, isn't it? Yeah, you're the boss today. <laughs> I am the boss. Um, yeah, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I missed the today's guest interview because mm. I was... I actually can't really tell you exactly where I was, but pretty much in the middle of nowhere in Oman last week. <laughs> what were you doing there? Um, we were camping, mountain biking, finding the strangest things to eat, um, getting, yeah, just riding all day on routes uh, that were meant to be routes, but some of them were just washed away roads. Some of them meant you had to walk with your bike um, found the sea found a crab on a beach everything <laughs> mate. everything you can imagine sounds idyllic actually i saw the video marcus put a video up and um, he put an article up didn't he first of all and then yeah. attached the video i was like oh this looks so good it was it was i also have a, a video i need to put up onto youtube it's quite long it's just like everything you you film everything and you're like i can't really cut that out don't want to cut that out so i'm like okay we both said uh, that this needs to be a YouTube. It's far too long for Instagram. So we'll get it up onto YouTube and yeah, no fancy edits, just pure action of what we were up to. Raw mountain bike footage. Exactly. Exactly. What about you, mate? What was your, what's your running look like on the weekend? I was trying to think what I did at the weekend and completely gone. What did I do? Thursday, we had a good tempo session. Friday... Don't know what they did. What did I do on Friday? I've you know it's completely gone. I had a good run had yesterday. A run. I remember that. You had <laughs> I had a good long run, run on Sunday. Yeah, very nice. We were running with all the uh, the inner fight endurance guys. Our Sunday, it turned into a bit of a tempo session. It's meant to be an easy run. Some people ran easy. Standard. Some people ran slightly harder. Um, we had somebody visiting us from the UK who had a, a little increasing five increasing tempo. Uh, every 5k block so we ran that with her and uh didn't go so well for her (laughs) she wasn't quite heat acclimatized yet and arrived with no water so a few stops were made that's a good idea just struggling towards the end it was good fun and you have a race coming up i do i am off to the kingdom of saudi arabia to run in eco trail alula I've been told that's not how you say it, but I'm calling it Ecotrail Alula. Um, there is, there's a few events actually. There's an 80k race, there's a 50k race, 25, a 10, there's a, a 10k hike, there's a, a sunset run, and there's also actually a kids event. Hmm. There you go. A lot. What's a sunset run? You just run by the time the sun is setting, or who works that out? So <laughs> they set they set a course up that as the sun sets behind some of the iconic rocks in the area, you're running towards them. So you get to see the sun setting behind the rock. It looks mm. really cool. Um, and which one are you doing? We are doing, me, oh, I personally, I'm doing the 80 kilometer race. I decided to go mm. big, full value for money. <laughs> nice. And what's yeah, the sort of terrain good. we're looking at? Is it trail? 
eco trail, I guess. Sandy trail deserts. It's a lot like Wadi Rum in Jordan, I've been told. Um, ah. Absolutely pristine because you don't yeah. really get much tourism there. So it's untouched, if you like. So it's, it's very rare. So I think it's the only race that they have in this region. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, very excited. Got a goal? Very, to just go and take as many videos and have lots of fun, really. That's the main goal. Nice. Yeah. Good goal. Good goal. Um, still open. People I bet actually... you can't. I have a challenge for you. Yes. I bet you can't PB your 10K <laughs> in the race. That's what... <laughs> for the long-time listeners, they'll remember Tom set this challenge just before we went to, to Jordan for Ultra X 250K. And we set off at 4.15s, I think, <laughs> across soft sand on day one. You certainly did. So, <laughs> so we'll see. Take two, please. So if anyone sees me sitting at the 10K checkpoint, absolutely smoked with a big smile on my face. It means I've PB'd my 10K, but I'm having a little rest. Nice. Let's see it. Good. Mate, what can we expect from today's interview? What are the listeners going to hear? So today we have on the show uh, a lady called Marnie Ponton. She is from Australia. Um, place called Blue Mountains, um, which is uh, west of Sydney. Um, she's a mum. She is a full-time nurse, and she runs a lot on the side. She runs track. She runs road. She has done um, some cross-country. She's done steeplechase in the past, but currently she is looking to run a sub 22930. It's very specific. She wants to run much faster than that, but to, to qualify, well, that's in the marathon, sorry, to qualify for the world championships. Um, she, yeah, she has sort of, if you like three core values or three top tips that she follows or likes to emulate and it's specificity, consistency, and then just being really on top of her fueling and hydration. So we had a good chat. Really enjoyed Brilliant. it. She's got loads of personality, loads of energy. And yeah, I actually had to stop because I, I could have talked to her all day. She was really good fun to talk to. Awesome. Good. Well, we look forward to listening to that. And if you have any questions, any ideas for the show, any suggestions, then you can email us in endurance at inflight.com. You can grab us on Instagram, Rob Jones Endurance, or find me, Tom Walker Fitness. But we'll leave you with Rob and Marnie Ponton. Bingo. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Marnie. Thank you for having me. Excited to be on. Yes, you are the second Australian guest we've had on in about three weeks. <laughs> Who was the first? Uh, we had, actually, we had another marathon runner. Um, and for, I don't know why, but the name has just completely gone from me. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> never mind. Okay, let's quickly move on because uh, Tom will never let me host on my own ever again. <laughs> Tell us a bit about yourself, what you do, where you are, who you are, why we've got you on. <laughs> well, right now, I guess I'm probably class myself as a marathon runner, but um. I live in the Blue Mountains. I uh, am a nurse practitioner is my job and um, 
right now and just trying to run as fast as I can over the marathon. But obviously run trails, track, cross country, anything. Love you love all types of running. Love all types of running. How did you how did you get started then? Tell us about your running journey. Were you sort of born into it or did you start off later in life or um pretty much yeah, I started when I was eight years old. Um so really early. Yeah, uh, yeah, really early. So I knew I loved running from when I just because we do like uh, track and cross country in school and primary school. And I knew that I really liked it. And I started to kind of do a little bit of sprint training when I was um, probably around eight years old. I think my parents let me do two days a week with the local sprint coach, even though I wasn't a sprinter. Um, but it was the only thing I grew up in a country town called Yass. Uh, it was the only thing kind of available. And then uh, it escalated from there. So you know, never, I was never pushed as a junior. I always knew that you had to be middle of the range, kind of upper end junior, not the best junior. And then when I got to later on in my teenage years, I was allowed to train more and more. That's interesting. So why, do you, it. why do you say that you always had to be a middle of the range junior and not a top end junior? I think because uh, there's only a very few really thrust juniors that actually ever make it to senior ranks. Um, I think running's a really hard sport and I think you can it's easy to lose the love of it. So um, my parents and coaches were really um, adamant that I just didn't push too hard and I still loved the sport when I was growing up. Yeah. Didn't train too hard. It's interesting you say that because yesterday I actually saw an Instagram video um, that's going viral at the minute of a, a seventh grader in the US in a, in a race. I think I want to say it's 1500 meters or maybe 800 meters against um college grade athletes or college age athletes and she she wins the race um mm. and it's you know it's claimed that she's going to be the next best thing and next best thing i just thought oh she's so young to be pushed that hard at that distance at that intensity yeah i um i've got my own personal views but you know i don't think it's great for kids i think sport kids just need to enjoy and um to run that sort of times they're not not just jogging once a day no, no. <laughs> we all know what they're doing yeah it's and i don't think yeah, that's for a kid so how did yeah. you so you've ended up you've landed on a marathon distance is that your favorite is that your favorite event your favorite distance yeah so when i was a kid growing up my um my first coach who's kind of like a second was like a second mum to me um michelle she uh like folklore she um made the it would have been the 1984 US Olympic trials and, and got pregnant for the marathon and was eight months pregnant and still ran it. Oh my goodness. And uh, she would always tell me the story and I knew all her PBs and it was always like embedded in my brain that I just needed to, I would be a good marathoner one day uh, when I got older and I'm small and she said I was really efficient. And um, I just had in my mind that one day I'd be a marathoner, but just later, later on in life. And uh, the first aim was just to beat her PB, and I, I, I did that, and <laughs> I just wanted to keep getting faster. <laughs> Wait, what, what age did you run your first marathon at? I was pretty, um, you know what, because I, I did steeplechase and cross-country, um, 3K steeple, probably up in, in, in like 10K, 5K races, uh, probably up until age 25 and, or 26, and then had a, a, I kind of lost the love of running. And um, had a big break, had a family, did some CrossFit. And <laughs> then that kind of got my juices back flowing for competitive, like, kind of sport. 
Yeah. And then I probably didn't run a marathon until after, well, that was after Emu was one. So I don't know, like 30, I think, 31, maybe 32. Yeah. Oh, wow. And how many, what was your, what was your first ever marathon time? Do you remember it? Do you remember it well? Okay. All right. So there's (laughs) one that that I want to talk about. I was six months post baby. I just had in my head, I had not run. Uh, I had a baby. I'm like, I'm just going to run a marathon. I didn't train for it. And I did 3.30. Okay. I didn't train at all. I think I averaged about 10 to 20 kilometers a week. And I did a 3.30. That was Sydney, Sydney marathon. Oh my goodness. So that was my first marathon, which is a bit embarrassing, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For my proper first trained marathon was 2.40 at Gold Coast in 2017. Were you training quite a lot? I, I assume you're training quite intensely through the pregnancy up to the very last stages then no no I uh, I hated the feeling of running pregnant and I did not take a step Wow! (laughs) I did not take a step uh, at all by that stage I kind of had given up running a little bit and then um, yeah and then I kind of tried to jog once Mm -hmm. and it's like no thanks (laughs) so yeah so good 330 so (laughs) What, what how did you feel then when you crossed the line straight awful. after that yeah awful because <laughs> like, it's like completely it's just like a, a punter kind of getting out of their car and going I want to do a marathon mm-hmm. so yeah awful yeah it was really hard really really hard <laughs> yeah, so, so my first marathon was actually a, a trail race up this way um a 45k race it was before it was the same year as Gold Coast but um I don't know if you know it. it's called six foot track I think I have heard of that I, we actually we have a few uh few clients in Australia um, yeah yeah and they send me kind of trail race they send me loads of trail races and I always have to google them and have a look and then they send me videos and it's yeah, it's loads yeah. of good trail running out in Australia I just I need to get over really really need yeah. to get over yeah 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 there is loads um so actually you've you've brought me onto a really good sort of you've segued me in quite nicely you are you're going for a very ambitious goal shall we say in six weeks time which is what uh 22930 well hopefully it's not too ambitious 22930 marathon yeah Um, yeah well hopefully sub yeah and that's sub and that's to qualify for try and qualify for world champs amazing yeah no you are not a full-time athlete you have a full-time job right yeah, point eight. So just one shift off full time. Yeah. So point eight of a job, and it's not an easy. So, it's not a desk job. Nope. <laughs> it's not a sit, <laughs> sit down and relax job. It's a fairly hectic job in nursing. Yeah. So I work uh, as a nurse practitioner in uh, an emergency department. Okay, <laughs> as an emergency it. department. So it's it's crazy. Yeah. Lots of high stress, and you also have a young family. Um, yes. And you're the probably at the the peak phase of your training. So mm. busy person, busy life. How do you manage your time? Uh, oh, I don't know whether I manage it well because <laughs> the first thing that's got to be done is my runs. So yes. I don't, so uh, probably people think I am, like I am really, whoops, sorry, I just said oh, that. Video's gone. Hang hey, Um. There we go. Sorry, we lost you for a second, but you're back. So you prioritize, you get your run done first, you were saying. 
Yeah, so I mainly work evening shifts, so from 2.30 to 11. Um, okay. That's my main shift. I do do mornings, but um, not that many, before 4.30. So I just wake up at 5. i out running by 5.30, um, and then I come home, drop the kids to school if I'm home early enough, and then I uh, have a quick rest, and then I do a double, a second run, and then I go to work, like 2, 2.30, yeah. And then oh, I work wow. till 11 and I do it all again. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, so, not much of a social life. Not much of a social life. So, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and I'm super supported by my partner and my yeah. mom um, picks, fills all the gaps. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. So one thing then I pick up on, if you're working from 2.30 to 11, by the time you're getting mm-hmm. home and getting to bed, it's probably close to midnight or by the time you've unwind and then you're back up again at five. So you're really only yeah. getting five, five and a half hours sleep max a night? Yeah, mostly. Yeah, yeah. So if I have a day off, I can like sleep in. You top up there. I, you know, I don't sleep in because I'm so used to waking up at five. I think it makes you really efficient to have the mm-hmm. same wake up time every day. Wow. Um, and it keeps your energy levels high. But um, I do have like a little midday nap if I can fit, fit it in. Like I think that's, that's just the key. Amazing. I was going to say, do you find then that with that little sleep, you can you can do your hard sessions well, or you can recover quick enough for your next session the following day? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think I'm just a little bit lucky where I don't carry too many injuries um, mm-hmm. at, at, at all. So my body seems to like running, and the more running I do, it seems to like it more. So um, I guess I'm just a, a little bit lucky in that sense. Yeah. Um, but I seem to. I've been doing that routine all well, pre-Melbourne. I was definitely doing that routine and uh, we got upwards of 200K a week and, and it seemed to work out. So I think I'm just in, I think the most important thing is just getting in a routine. And if you're, if you're doing the same thing every day, it's, it, it doesn't become a chore and it's not too hard. And I don't know, you just know what you're doing. Yeah. I suppose as well, your, your, your focus and your goal and your, your vision is so strong that you don't get pulled or sidetracked off that. So it's very, like you said, the structure is there. You get up, you run, you do the kids, you go to work, you come back, you run, you've got the kids. Yeah. Then off to work, bed, repeat. Yeah, pretty much. And then if I complain, my family tells me that I love it. And that's just <laughs> devastating. And I'm not allowed to be tired and I'm not allowed to complain because otherwise don't do it. So that kind of puts me back in the box. Amazing. Do they all run yeah. as well? No. God, no. no my partner, <laughs> she, she does CrossFit. Um, CrossFit and then the kids obviously just do their sport, whatever they, they're into tennis and swimming right now. What, um, so what, what does your run week look like? How do you split it up? So, so you mentioned some um, sessions and things. Yeah, so usually like, it depends what phase we're kind of in because I always default back to 10k training okay um unless and then where I'm we'll start next week is the last six weeks or so is marathon specific um so the way it kind of goes is Monday's easy running usually two easy runs with a strength session that I just do down in my gym which I'm in right now um and then uh tuesday is always a hard session um you know it's pretty the formula is pretty for 10k so you are doing long reps or short reps right yeah um so usually those sessions are like 20 25k and then i'll do it if i need to i'll do a double before i go to work wednesday is always midweek long run 
um, I'm racing this Sunday over 10K. So I still need a long run. So I did 30, but it's usually 25 to 30. And then uh, Thursday's another session day. Um, like tomorrow, I think it's 20K with three times 3K or something. Uh, two minutes recovery. Friday's easy running again. So depending on the caves I need, it'll be one or two runs. Mm-hmm. Saturday, I often do I will session again. It depends what's happening in the marathon block, but I will session again. So I do three proper sessions. And this like last Saturday it was like K reps, and then uh, which is quite common. Um, and then Sunday is usually long run, and sometimes I can have a piece in the long run. Depends what Dix is uh, wanting me to do. I just do what I'm told. It's usually thirty five k. So you're running pretty much six, seven days a week. Six days. A week? Uh, I run seven days a week with no breaks. Yeah, seven days I a week with no breaks. There. And you have no. a strength session in the middle of that, but you seem to be alternating your two like strength your long... sessions. Sorry, two Wednesday sessions. also do strength. Yeah. Okay. And you alternate your easy runs and your intense runs, almost alternating. Yeah. There's always hard, easy an hard. easy day. Yeah. There's always an easy day after a hard day, except for Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And yeah. this is a question we always get asked: how How do you determine how easy your easy run should be, or do you get do you get told do you run on field, do you run on heart rate, do you run on pace? Oh, I've got a random rule. I, the only rule with easy running is it has to be quicker than five minute K-Face. That's it has the only to be rule. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like you kind of, yeah, that's just the rule. Because I don't feel like you, I don't know. I just have that rule. I've always had that rule. So yeah, usually by puff. An easy run is something you shouldn't, you should be able to talk really quite, you shouldn't have any puff and you should be able to communicate really easy and just have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. At five minutes, okay. Irrespective of weather, temperature, wind, hills. <laughs> has to be quicker. Yeah, that's it. It is irrelevant. So sometimes it's, you're puffing a little bit harder if I choose a hilly course. Good. <laughs> and do you, do you track things like your, your sleep or your heart rate variability? Do you monitor heart rate on your sessions or is it all just based on paces? Uh, no, paces and feel. Mm. So... Um, like I've got the most scientific coach and we don't use much. I don't, he doesn't apply much science. So my coach is Dick Telford and he's a, a prof in um, physio, uh, physiology, I think. So mm. uh, we just go by path. That's, that's the metric. Oh. Yeah. Do, you, do you actually do you track all the data path. but just don't use it or do you just not track it? I do all? track the data on vertical heart rate strap. I do yeah. wear my watch very tight. And okay. I do go back through and it correlates. It absolutely correlates. So depending on how puffed you are, I know when my heart rate's high because I'm puffing like crazy and I know when yeah. my heart rate's low and it feels good because I'm not puffing. It's like the easiest metric and it's the simplest metric, but it, it always correlates. You never have a high heart rate without puffing, right? Exactly. <laughs> do you, and do you always run on your own or do you have a training partner? Do you run with a community or do you do your track sessions with anyone or is it all solo? Yeah. So I've got a few, um, I've got a, I'm super lucky up where I live because my coach is based down Canberra, which is about three hours away from where I live. Um, but I've got a whole lot of guys that kind of, um, sub elite guys that come and join me, um, mm-hmm. and essentially pace me, which is amazing. And then for easy runs and things, I've got some other girls that join in and just a, yeah, just a kind of mismatch of kind of um, running community around the mountains just help me out where they can, which is I'm super grateful for. 
Yeah, it's always handy as well, especially if you're going to be racing in sort of a small pack or something when it comes to the marathon, you can slot in and practice how, how that feels and what it's like. Try not to sink into other people's cadence and stuff like that. Yeah, and if the marathon's in Australia, then the boys come and, um, well, this time for the next marathon, they'll they'll come and pace. So yeah, yeah, oh, really super cool. grateful. Yeah. Nice. What are um, some non-negotiables that you have in your weekly routine? Oh, um, oh, look, I'm, I'm, li- I, if it's written down, I just <laughs> do it. Yeah, I've got you. Non-negotiables. If it's written down, I do it. And yeah. that's probably a, a bad thing and a good thing. I think, um, like, a, you know, sometimes I probably could rest. Um, mm-hmm. But if it's if, if Dick's written it down, then usually I just do it. So I don't have many non-negotiables. I, I do everything that's written on the program. So is there um, anything is there anything in your week that you you always feel right? I have to do this, otherwise I don't feel like my week is has been completed. Obviously, aside from training, um, is there anything else that you? you have to do or is there any habits that you have in the morning your pre-run routine okay yeah so every night I reset for the morning so I always make a percolated coffee so I have that preset I will not run without coffee so every morning I have to have a coffee Uh, I have to do my I have a like a set little routine of activation glute activation and I will not run if I haven't done that yeah and um yeah they're probably the two things that I do no matter what. So always coffee, always pre-run little activation, activation. routine. And yep. what's your what's your post-session recovery like? What do you do straight after a run? Uh, straight after a run, I usually do that same routine straight okay. after the run, the activation, just to, I don't know why I do it after the run, but I always have, and a quick stretch. And then I hydrate with the, like the electrolyte, the precision, um, hydrate and, um, and that's the only must-dos. Uh, as long as I've done the activation, the stretch and hydrate, then, uh, you know, if I have the opportunity, I'll, you know, get the gun and, and, and bang a few so- spots that are sore, but that's about it. Yeah. Okay. And is there any, so, so you've obviously been running marathons and 10Ks and steeplechase. You've, you've had such a long, varied career and distances would you say you have any key learnings or any huge mistakes that you've made that you've really reflected on that you don't want to make again? Um, probably, I reckon, yeah, probably the main thing that I'd never do again is not like do all the activation, not do my strength for all the big tendons. Um, I think people just, they don't do the pre and post kind of little things. And, and that is the most important thing. The only time I've had an injury is when I haven't done that. So yeah, um, that would be the main reflection, I think. Um, yeah. And consistent yeah. consistency. You've got to be, you've got to consistently, uh, I like to call it like, you know, you're kind of oiling the, the, the joints. If I'm moving, if I'm running every day, then the joints, you know, they're still, they're still oiled. But I think when you stop, that's when, and I'm probably alone in that thought, but when you stop, that's when I think you require injuries and that's why you sore and taper and all those kind of things. Mm. It's actually interesting. I was, one of the things that we see, or I, te- I say we, cause there's no one else here. It's just me. Um, <laughs> one of the things I see a lot is people or athletes are so keen, especially the average everyday athlete that's maybe training for health, fitness, and they have a, 
you know, maybe an ambitious distance goal, but not specifically maybe a time. They're so keen to run and they'll always put a run in, but they're so, if something needs to go, they'll, they'll lose the mobility, they'll lose the lower yeah. leg recovery, they'll lose the strength session in favor of a run. When really yeah. they should probably be keeping those sessions in because you're going to get the most bang for your buck time for time versus throwing in another tempo session if you're not doing any strength to mobility. 100%. That's like um, I have the fellows that come and join me and they're, they get injured in come in and out. And the one thing they don't do and I tell them to do is the strength component, the mobility component and the recovery. And they just, I don't know, they, it's easy to drop that, right? You can just wake up, mm. do your run, get home, go to work. So it's easy to drop that tedious kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big advocate of getting up, sitting in the morning with my morning coffee on the floor, doing a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> my, um, I do uh, wall sits and calf raises. Is that what you do? Wall sits and, and calf raises. Wall sits, calf raises and monster, monster walks. Whilst the, whilst the kettle's boiling. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then drink, holding, uh, doing a wall sit and then jump in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I have been known to like have a TheraBand around my ankles while driving. So I've, I've dropped that because my glute mate's all good. But yeah. <laughs> I've not tried that. I might try that on the way to the gym after this. Yeah. If you ever have a glute mate tendinopathy, um, like a t- any like, you know, hip pain kind of yeah. where the glute mate attaches. Just to uh, do a TheraBand around your ankles and it's like obviously kind of widen them and it gets rid of your pain. It's analgesic because you're having it under tension. And all our cars here it are works. automatic, so we don't need the clutch. So we don't need to be using that. Yeah, you just got to be able to <laughs> go up and down with the ankle. That's a great because you can have it up at the knees as well. It's loads of stuff you yeah. could do in the car. Pretty sure it's illegal. I'm 100% illegal. I've actually been known to be sitting on a, on a hard hockey ball whilst I've been driving before, just to, to get into the hamstring. Very good. Um, okay, what or how do you put any value in visualization? It's a, it's kind of, it's a huge topic. You hear lots of people talking about it on podcasts and you read in books that people visualize their race. They visualize positives. They, they drown out the negatives. Do you use that tool or is there anything you use if you like for your mental game, not just physical? Um, I probably, I don't know. I probably do visualize to a point. Um, mm. but you know, it's all got to kind of go your way, the way you thought it. Otherwise it doesn't it's I don't think that's that's a great kind of I don't really use it I guess what I do is have little cues so I have lots of cues when I'm running so I'm always thinking of controlling my breath and then I'm thinking of you know the carbon plate giving me bounce and um, widening my lengthening my stride and, and relaxing my arms and I just literally during races just continually um, have those little things going circular around in my head like a little mantra Pretty much. It's easy mantra. It's just not a very interesting one. <laughs> where did you where did you pick that up from? I don't know. I think um I think uh probably well it's a way of meditating, I guess, when you're running. Okay, but not zoning out, still being present. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it's just kind of worked for me. I think when you start, you know how sometimes you start reps and you're a little bit puffed and you're a bit panicked because you're a bit puffed and you shouldn't be that puffed. I think I just started to create little little like commentary on on how to settle all of that and yeah. um, kind of keep 
tune in with my body and and then it kind of evolved from there and what do you do say you're in a session then and something's not going to plan or it's not going quite right or yeah is that happened a lot so any running is good running any (laughs) (laughs) that's that's what i yeah a dick right coach says he says any running is good running or if a session especially in a marathon block if my k reps don't go to plan just goes well you're just fat burning so it's fine whatever we just change the system you're working okay so yeah so let's say you've got 10 by 1k with a couple of minutes rest on Mm -hmm. on the target pace and you're off the pace by rep six do you you just keep running you run the k reps it's slightly it depends if i'm if i'm 5k training and 10k training then that's a problem right Mm -hmm. so i'd probably stop the reps yeah. If I'm marathon training, then it's not it's not a problem. You just drop the um, drop the pace down a little bit. I just run. Like you just, just the effort, the effort obviously increases and it's awful. Like it doesn't feel great. Yeah. Um, but you just do the effort that you can hold and still complete it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I so like it just that. changes. It just changes the system that you're working. You just got to recognize that you're not working the system you thought you were. Yeah. Does that happen often? Sometimes in a marathon block, it'll only really happen with K reps mm. of 60 seconds. Um, like if it's the, if I'm doing multiple sessions in a week, it might happen irregularly. Um, but as long as I recognize what's happening, it, it's, you know, it just adds to training anyway. Lovely. I have a few short questions for you. You can give one word answers or you can give slightly longer answers. Okay. What's your favorite country to run in? Oh, oh, I can't think about that. It's probably related to the event. Denmark was pretty good because it was world cross country champs. So I enjoyed Denmark because it was an amazing Denmark. course that kind of the world hadn't seen in world cross country for a long time. What made it so special? Uh, it was 75 meters elevation um, in 2K. It was four, uh, Five laps, and it had a beer tunnel, like, (laughs) (laughs) and a mud pit, and a sand pit, and a water pit. Oh, amazing! Okay, and what was your favorite? What's been your favorite ever race that you've run? That one. That one. (laughs) Yeah. This was tied into the country. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And some trail races. Six foot was good. Yeah. That was a yeah. That was a favorite. What's been? What's your favorite running session? Oh, I really like um, when we're leading to a marathon and I do 35K with three times 9K at marathon effort with 1K jog recovery. I think if you nail that, you, you're in good shape. Love that session. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute carnage. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know I... it. You know, you know, there's no secrets. <laughs> you know you it's going it, to you know you're in good shape. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite post-run meal? um oh during the week it's peanut butter toast peanut butter toast really simple <laughs> yeah or a porridge yeah yeah I'm gonna, yeah i just like something little and a coffee pretty much a flat white large flat white's my favorite really simple meal. do you follow um do you follow post-coffee. any specific any specific diet or anything uh no no everything in moderation try not yeah. to eat processed foods for this mm. next marathon um lots of fruit and veg yeah 
I don't eat that much meat. Um, but yeah, I yeah. think if you're avoiding processed, like really processed food, you're probably on the right track. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Do you make your own bread? No, no. Oh. Lots of little boutique uh, cafes and, I suppose, and, yeah. and places around here. I can That's just go in good, and get some delicious Good for breads and coffee, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. okay, fair enough. I'll let <laughs> you off there. Uh, what's your preferred shoe to run in? Right now, Carbon X3. Carbon X3. Yeah, Hocker, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's what? like, um, like I didn't love the Carbon X2s and I was doing a lot of my races in Rocket X and mm. then I started to use the Carbon X3s because of... Um, couple of months ago and they are I don't know they're pretty quick and pretty cushy and one of my favorites do you do what, what do you favorites. do your training sessions in uh, it depends so if it's an easy run I'll do Clifton's okay 100% Clifton's or like today I did 30k um and like undulating road or trail I'll use the mark yeah um, okay mark fours yeah um carbon x3s for the faster stuff um if it's on the track, obviously, those Celio LD spikes are pretty sweet. And I kind of mix and match with a bit of Rincon, a bit of Speed Goat 5 if it's technical trail. Um, I think that's all the ones I, I kind of I rotate a lot of shoes. I have a lot yeah. of shoes in rotation. I was actually just looking at home. I've got seven pairs of hookers <laughs> on my shelf. I was just wondering. I've yeah, got you need I Yeah. I've it's not really important. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, you've not tried the Clifton's? No, I do. Oh, that's most... my mainstay. They they get the most kilometers. The really? Ah, yeah. See, I do yeah. all my base miles in the in the Mac fours, and then speedway. No, you. I'm doing yeah, it wrong, no, you right? need to get in the Clifton's. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, do you like easy jogs? Like, if mm. you're not if you're not going, you're four fifteen. You can probably is fine in the Clifton's. Uh, but then I would transition into the, the math when I want to kind of maybe dip under 15. Yeah. Yeah. You're like this. I uh, I set a 5K PB a few weeks ago in the Challengers. Yeah. Well, can you imagine how much faster your PB would have been? <laughs> it was at a park run. I, saw... I couldn't help it. They said it would be muddy and it wasn't. I couldn't help it. I thought I'll go you, Challengers. You're... No, it's a disadvantage. You need to get into a carbon-plated shoe for any of your races. We have, uh, yeah, we run in the Mac Twos actually. We haven't got the Mac Threes through here yet, but when the Mac Threes come out, we'll we'll have the the Mac. Th- uh, what are they called? Sorry, the X Carbon X Threes. We'll have them. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Carbon X ones are good too. They're, carbon they're X ones are good too. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what is your least favorite session to run? Oh, least favorite. Oh, I don't have a least favorite session. You don't have a least favorite session. There's nothing that ever pops up in your training. You think, oh God, that again. No, I think that because I'm, I know I'm going to go into the well. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't have a least favorite session. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, if you were to give three top pieces of advice to people that were new to running or wanted to improve their running what would they be uh rotate your shoes have multiple okay. shoes that you rotate number yeah, one lots of people only have one pair right yeah which is crazy absolutely crazy mm. it's the main injury preventer um have some sort of strength component and build slowly so 
like literally when I'm building, when I start a build, um, I'm not adding more than five, five kilometers a week. Yeah. Like I might start, like I'm starting at 160, but that's like a, a pretty base kind of distance for me. And then yeah, I'm not adding more than five to 10 kilometers a week. I think people don't quite get that. I think they they add so much, like a huge percentage of their weekly mileage. They just like add the next week, and you're like, well, of course you got injured. Yeah. That would be my my advice. And not only that, not only do they add the the volume, and they always add in the intensity as well. So they're almost going yeah. both both heads of the of the snake are attacking them. Yeah. See, when I was a kid, I always got taught you got to. I've been really lucky with the coaches I've had and I guess they've passed on their knowledge and, and to me. But you've all, you've got to have, it's a pyramid. You've got to have the base. And mm-hmm. I think people just ignore that. And then they have this like kind of very um, poorly built building that collapses. Yeah. Do you, um, what do you do in your off season? Do you do any cross training or how does, how does your off season look when you've not got a big race coming up or a big block? Uh, I don't have an off season. So all year round I'm racing. So because you go the cross, because it kind of flips in, in and out. So like last week I did a 5K race and then this tomorrow or Sunday I'm doing a 10K race and in six weeks I'm doing a marathon. And then obviously the seasons are different. So like in early January you can do marathons in Japan and, and what have you or pre-COVID. And like you're chasing marathons wherever the season is for the, the world and then – I never have an off season and then there's cross country thrown in there as well. Yeah. Which for us is often um, uh, like the trials is usually around January. So it's kind of a really weird spot that it's in. So yeah, I don't have an off season. So you're just deciding, okay, what are my main focus or what are oh. my focal points for the year? Here's my base, my 10 K base. I need to either ramp up to marathon or I dial in yeah. for the 10 K 5 K or steeple cross country. Yeah. So it might be. So pretty much, well, I don't do steeple anymore. I'm too old or damage something. Um, but uh, the pretty much, if I'm not mar- if I'm not marathon specific, then I'll sit at 10k training and I'll sit at around 160 to 170, and then just it goes up and down. Just get back into 10k training or back into marathon, back into 10k, back into marathon, and that's how my uh, year in year out kind of looks right now. Yeah. What does uh? What's your max volume that you put through when you're training for the marathon? Uh, 200 is what I got pre-Melbourne, up to 200. Yeah. Uh, and I'll probably do the same again. Yeah. And that was still full-time, full-time work. You know, book a week off, have a bit of a rest. No, I didn't. No, it's still work. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. I go to work and I don't think about running. And I go yeah. to run, I don't think about work. Yeah. So it's actually what, like, the, the excuse, I can't, losing all my words. A good benefit of your job is that you're always on your feet and you're moving around. So it's almost like active recovery um in between sessions or before you've got to then go hit the next session the next day it's not like you're sitting at a desk job in poor posture um no you're moving so it's fine like i don't get stiff stiff hips and stiff back because i'm sitting i think i would really struggle having a desk job yeah um like you can you're moving and and yeah and the body other than sometimes a little bit of lack of sleep um the body seems to respond well to it yeah is there any time you wake up and you think you know i've I had a hectic day at work. I'm so underslept. I'm so fatigued. I'm just going to bin the session off and lie in. Yeah, like I think of that and then I go, you're an idiot. You don't give yourself that option. That's not an option. And then um, move on. Yeah, wow. get up. Motivation yeah. is high. Yes. Amazing. Marnie, 
thank you so much. What time are you on at minute in Australia? Uh, a quarter to five. Quarter to five. So you've probably got a second session to do or you're... I don't. I don't. I did 30 this morning and I don't have to run again. I was tempted, but I'm... <laughs> No, and it would be on my very, uh, you can't see it, my very skanky kind of treadmill. Oh, there it is. In my, di- in my dungeon. In the dungeon. I'd be running on, yeah. The training training prison. <laughs> I see lots of good stuff in there. I see some weights. I see some bikes. I see some bands. What else have you got in there? Oh, yeah. So dumbbells, barbell, barbell, yeah. Uh, TRX. box jump. Yeah, box jump, TRX, and the bench. All because um, although my strength now, I don't really do that much. Um, mm. All the knowledge is kind of, all that strength knowledge and, and body awareness kind of came from when I did CrossFit, which was, um, that gave me a heap of knowledge about like, I don't know. how to, I think it's something that runners lack and I think I learned a lot from CrossFit. Yeah. Do you program, do sure. you program your own strength work actually? Or uh, do you kind of do this weird like plyometric stuff, but all the ab stuff I I add, and if I want to activate my glute, my glutes more or whatever, then I add stuff. Yeah. Okay. Based on pretty traditional like you know CrossFit movements. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. How long did you do CrossFit for in the break when you were running? I think I might have done it for like two, possibly like two years. I reckon. Okay, so good. Stuff. And then I like kind of in and out a little bit when I was kind of getting back to it. But now I'm like gone back crazy serious to running. Yeah. Uh, I don't get up there, but as most we got a, most of our mates up in the mountains are, are CrossFitters anyway. Yeah. What's your favorite CrossFit move or CrossFit workout? CrossFit workout. It's oh, have the, in it, right? yeah. The the four. What's it called? The where you go four hundred. You do kettlebell swings and then pull-ups, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. What's that one called? I can't remember. But that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's running in it. There's anything 400 running, repeats. Anything means running. Even the triple three. Like, I loved that triple three. We remember it was at the Games. Where yes. Years ago where it was 3K row, 3K row, 300, 3K row wasn't and it? There's a ski in there and then a... No, 3K race, 3K, it's a whole lot of double-unders. And then yeah, 300 double-unders. run. Yeah, yeah. That is probably my favourite workout. <laughs> <laughs> you try to hit your 3K PB right at the end. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anything is running out. Marnie, thank you for your time. We'll let you get on because you're going to have a, no doubt, a hectic day. But yes, you uh, good luck for the upcoming marathon. We're sure you absolutely smash it. We'll be following and see if you can get that. Well, sub 229.30. Yep. 2.27 at least. Come on, 2.27. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, we'll uh, hopefully, yeah, if you get, get in, get the time, we'll get you back on. And I'm sure Tom can grill you on all things running as well. Sounds good. Sounds Amazing. good. Thank you so much, Marnie. Jeez, thank you. Have a lovely day. Thank you. I will.